Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truthiest life. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim. And it's kind of weird to say, but this episode was inspired by my own work. I was on my own blog the other day and I stumbled upon a post from two or three years ago where I did a YouTube and a whole blog post on the power of saying no. And as I read my own words, I was reminded who I am and something that I'm currently lacking in, which is the confidence to say no to things. So I'm postpartum right now and my life has drastically shifted. Perhaps yours has too in some other way. We all just survived a pandemic. So chances are you're not the same person you were two years ago. And it's a really important time to take a step back and check in with ourselves to consider what we want to accomplish, what our values are, what our goals are. Our goals are always changing. And if we don't always check in with ourselves to say what matters to me today, this year, this month even, we are not going to be able to make the best choices for ourselves. So for me right now, as a new mom, it's very hard to jump right back into business as usual if I don't critically understand that saying yes to everything, jumping right back in, means I'm saying no to the life that I also want, which is being present with my daughter. So this episode has really helped me remember that I need to appropriately be saying yes to things and appropriately be saying no to things so that I am not left overextended, deplete, and of course, suffering with mom guilt. I know that if I'm saying yes to only things that are really good to my soul, then I'm 
not going to feel guilty and overextended. The things that I'm saying yes to are going to fill me up. But I know that if I'm saying yes out of fear, which we're going to get into the nitty gritty in this episode, I'm going to be left deplete, feeling like crap, and with that awful feeling of mom guilt all at once. So that's what inspired this episode for me. It's a conversation that needed just revisiting, and I'm really excited to have it with you all and bring it to the truthiest life. Because like we're going to get into in this episode, I think all of us have this idea that we should be saying yes to everything and we're kind of like bad people if we say no to things. But the truth is saying no to things is actually how we say yes to ourselves. I hope you love this episode and I hope you take something valuable away from it. Let's jump in. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, we're sitting down today to talk about the power of saying no. We'll call it November. I'm really putting the no into this month. This episode is really a topic that needs revisiting myself, which is why I'm putting it out into the universe. And perhaps it needs revisiting for you as well. Or maybe it's the first time that you're visiting this concept. Maybe you haven't considered what we're going to talk about today. So people pleasers, if you're a people pleaser, this one goes out especially for you. If you're somebody that hates to let people down, if you worry about what people will think if you say no, this episode is 100% for you. But the truth be told, I think that no matter who you are, we all have a people pleasing nature to us. Even the most argumentative, combative people that we know, there's a part in all of us that has a need to please people around us because there is a born need to belong and fit in. It's part of our survival. And I think that we've been trained to think of the word no as being negative and yes as being positive. And that has really robbed us of recognizing how powerful using no can be when used appropriately. Big asterisk there, and we're going to get into all of that. But it really takes understanding when to use that no and when to use that yes. And removing the idea that one is positive and one is negative because stripped of that is helping you make the decisions that support what you need and what is best for you in the moment and what is best for you and where you want to go. So I'm so excited to talk to you today about the power of no. I made a change in my life about probably three years ago. I actually did a YouTube on this topic. I wrote a blog on it. I called it saying yes less and no more. And I think for me, this realization came after doing a lot of self-help work, trying really hard to be positive after a dark period of my life and learning that in order to move out of our comfort zone, we need to push ourselves. And that translated into a lot of the self-help that I digested into saying yes more. Say yes, and then you'll figure it out. And although I agree with that to a certain level, we need to say yes to push ourselves to do new things, to really show ourselves the things that we can do that we might not think that we're able to do, or to move away from debilitating fears or patterns that we've picked up. I've also realized that saying yes to all of the things not only leaves us deplete, but actually means that we're saying no to other things. So even though we're saying yes to a lot of things up front and doing all of that, we end up not verbally, but we end up saying no to the things in our life that we want to be doing, the things that fill our soul. And when we say yes to certain things, our time and our energy is robbed away from that. So how can this be true? Let me illustrate it for you into how it kind of came into fruition for me. It started with my business. So I jumped into private practice as a nutritionist right away after becoming a registered dietitian. I secured a space that had overhead. I had rent to pay. I had, you know, just costs and I had zero clients. So I had to create a business out of nothing. That meant I said yes to every client that wanted to be my client. And I'm not saying that this was wrong. This is the approach that I think a lot of people need to take when starting a business. You can't exactly jump right into your niche because you have those bills to pay and you need to figure out how to balance that. 
Eventually, it came to a point where I had established a niche. I had established a population that I not only wanted to work with, but I knew I was best suited to work with, meaning my expertise was geared in helping people establish a healthy relationship to food. While I am trained to do things like GI and diabetes and cardiac management, all that stuff, that's not where my heart was. But by saying yes to everybody that wanted to work with me and Keep in mind, as a registered dietitian, I'm here to help people be healthier and help them feel more comfortable in their bodies. It was really hard to say no to helping somebody who needed the help. But I had to realize that by taking them on as as a client, I was not A, focusing on who I could help the most and B, not being the highest service to them. Because you know what? There's a ton of other registered dietitians out there who can help them better than I could help them that work on diabetes all day long, that work with GI clients all day long. And I had to realize that I wasn't just saying no to a client and slamming the door in their face. Instead, I was opening up new doors for them by passing them along to a practitioner that could help them the most. I would say something like, let me refer you to somebody who I know who specializes in this. And then I would hand them off to the best possible person. By doing this, I started to really hone in on my practice and become the expert in what I wanted to be doing and helping more and more people that needed my specific type of help. And I started to apply this to the secondary part of my business, which is working with brands. So I'm an accidental influencer. I don't know if you all know this, but when I started using social media, it was a very long time ago before the word or industry even existed. Instagram was out. People just used it for their social uses with their friends. And I was in school for nutrition and exercise. And I was just so passionate about all of it that I would share nutrition and fitness and recipes and all that stuff. It attracted an audience before the word followers even existed. And before I knew it, I was an influencer a few years later where brands wanted to work with me to promote their product, to get the word out and do all those amazing things. For a long time, I didn't really understand my work on the internet or what influencing means. The fact that I could change somebody's buying behavior is not something that I expected to be doing as a registered dietitian, what I was kind of on track to specifically be doing. And the industry really changed very rapidly before I realized where I wanted to stand within it. And so part of this means brands would come into my inbox and, you know, want to work with me and pay me to promote their product. And it's very hard to, I think everyone could understand, turn down money, especially when you're trying to grow a business and any money is helpful to cover your costs. So for me in the beginning, it was really difficult for me to say no to a brand that could fit with everything else that I speak to. So of course, working with a brand that I obviously disagree with their values or or don't consume myself isn't going to be a good fit. But there was a lot of brands that kind of teetered that line of, okay, I don't personally use this or I don't love it that much, but it is a good product. I think people will benefit from it. And again, it's just hard to turn down money. And I think you all could hopefully understand that, especially if you're in the shoes that I was, where I was starting my practice from scratch and any extra money I could bring in to help cover my costs was really helpful so I could hone in on the primary business of my nutrition business. Anyway, long story short, it's hard to say no when a brand wants to work with you. 
But I realized how important it is to be saying no to brand opportunities for so many reasons. A, cultivating trust with my audience. B, when I'm working with a brand to create content, that stuff doesn't come out of thin air. You're not just throwing up a post. It takes a lot of work. Work means time. Time means that time is going there versus going to whatever else you want to be investing it into, whether that was my nutrition business or just living my life. And so I realized that it was really important for me to start saying no to usually more partnerships than not in order to start saying yes to what I wanted to really focus on, which is my practice, my courses, and working with brands that light my heart on fire and are here to help me create content that will benefit your life, my life, and their life. That's kind of how I see it. And what was really cool about that was I was so scared to say no to, you know, big money partnerships for a while, but I have realized and experienced that by saying no, bigger opportunities have come my way. So I just want to empower you when there's money on the line. I think that's a really hard time to say no. You know, if you're off being offered a promotion, for example, and the money's really good, but what are the costs of that promotion? And everything has hidden costs. And that's my point. When we say yes to everything, there's hidden costs all around, whether that's your joy, whether that's your time, whether that's your energy, whether that's you being rerouted away from where you want to go. And I think a lot of times when it involves money, it can be really fearful to use and flex that no. So I want to just empower you and trust me if you can't trust the universe just yet, that when you say no to something that doesn't feel 100% to you, isn't aligned, or just something feels off, another door will open. A bigger door, a better door, I should say. Can't promise maybe more money, but I promise something else is on the other side if you're able to stick to your gut and say no if it's not right for you. And that's what it's really about. It's about waking up and saying no because you mean it, not because you're scared or not because you're afraid and really evaluating why we say yes so much. So let's talk about that for a second. And I want you to take a second to think about your own reasons as to why you feel you need to flex that yes so much. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season... 
we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Consider the fear that may exist, right? Are you afraid to let someone down? Are you afraid that if we say no now, they will reject us further down the line? Are we afraid to be a Debbie Downer? I know that I personally am in social situations. Oftentimes they'll say yes to doing things or uh, let's talk about drinking, right? Like a lot of times we're afraid to not be the person drinking because we don't want to seem like a downer. There's so many times that we're subtly saying yes and not utilizing no. Are we afraid to push away business or money? Afraid to miss that big opportunity? Do we believe that saying yes makes you positive and being positive will make you a well-liked person? Really take a moment right now to consider all the fear that may exist in you utilizing no. For me, when I realized what I wanted to focus on, I narrowed in on that. I became clear that no was my way of getting there and no ended up helping me focus and bring in so much more joy, a amount of money that I feel good with, but at the same time allows me to have a life that fills me up. The critical part here is that we take a moment to get really clear on who we are, what we value, and think about where we want to go so that we know when the right time to say yes is and when the right time to say no is. I want you to really evaluate why you may feel so afraid to say no to things. Get to know your own psychology. What are your big worries? What is it that holds you back from saying no? What makes you plunge to say yes before you even gut check with yourself to see what you really want? What situations do you find you're saying yes to, even though you know deep down or maybe even not so deep down that you'd really much prefer to say no? If we don't do this critical step of getting to know ourselves, we can't appropriately flex yes and no in a way that's useful. Meaning, I'm not here to tell you to say no to everything the way I was told to just say yes to everything. There 
stripped of yes being positive and no being negative, if we have no charge to either of those, both of them can be used appropriately. And we can use them to help us get where we need to go, to say yes, to push us out of our comfort zone, and to say no so that we can stay on track to where we really want to be going. What would saying no to things you don't want to do mean for you? Honestly, just take a second to sit with your body and think about the next time somebody asks you to do something or whatever situation that you find yourself saying yes to just too much. What would it feel like to say no? It might be uncomfortable. You might be feeling empowered. You might be feeling excited. Whatever it is, that is valid. But the key here is really to make sure that when you are trying to utilize no more, it's not out of fear. And again, that's really about getting to know yourself, getting to know your own psychology, and getting to know the time and place where no is going to be appropriate and where yes is going to be the right move for you as well. So let's talk about how to say no, because now that you're all clear on who you are and where you want to be going, and you can imagine situations where you just want to say no to something, it can be hard to know how to do it. I have learned to get really good at it without even over explaining it. However, in the beginning, it involved a lot of over explaining. No, thank you, but here's why, blah, 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 blah. We don't need to do that. But in the beginning, if you need a little bit more to either write it out and then delete it or to write it out and send it, that's totally fine. There's even times for me still all the time where saying no is still uncomfortable. But the more I know I'm saying no for the right reason, the easier it gets and the less I have to explain myself. So some easy sayings to just have on hand can be as simple as, thanks for the offer, I'm going to pass. You could say things like, not at this time, but I want you to consider that only use this one if there really is a possibility for a next time. I think a lot of us are conditioned to push things off that we don't want to do, when in reality, if we just close the door at that time, we could save ourselves having to deal with it over and over and over again. I like to personally stay away from words like, but, so thanks for the offer, but I'm starting to explain myself, right? I like to stay away from the word can't, I can't do that. Instead, I'll just reframe it a different way. It feels better to me. It lands better on the person. I stay away from the word don't, uh, such as I don't want to do that. There's many ways that we can kind of reword these sentences that allow the other person to receive it in a way that makes you feel good at the same time. So I do want you eventually to fight the urge to over explain and justify your no. Sometimes if it's a no, it's just a no. And I know I talked a lot more about business and how it showed up for me there, but it has also applied to my personal life with boundaries with friends and family. So there's always different ways that we're saying no, even if it's not using that exact word. And I think when we're able to understand what we need emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally, we're able to throw up those boundaries and utilize that no to protect ourselves and also to be our best selves. So to recap, when I put my energy towards things that aren't a hell yes, I pay for it later on. My energy, my time is wasted, and worse, I'm diverted from the life that I truly want. Therefore, I might be saying yes out loud, but it's a no to me. And a part of me inside is dying with every yes that I say that isn't true to my core. And I hope that this inspires you to at least think about this. Like, that's all I want you to do. Think about this a little bit more, even if you don't directly utilize it. I personally just really needed to revisit this, like I said, because 
of becoming a mom in a new life phase. So keep in mind that there are going to be different times in life where you need to recheck in with yourself, reconsider your values and where you want to be going and what your current goals are so that you have that ability to say yes and no to the right things. All right. Thanks for joining me for this episode and I'll see you next time on The Truthiest Life. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.